Hello, and welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Logan Pratt, Digital Content Coordinator for Meetings Today, and I am pleased to welcome a guest who I had the pleasure of interviewing last summer about this same topic, corporate comedian and motivational humorist Greg Schwem. How are you doing today, Greg? Logan, I am great. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty well, pretty well myself. Thanks. So uh, just to get us started, because uh, for some people who may not be aware, um, what is a corporate stand-up comedian and like, how would you define what it is that you do? Yeah, well, basically the word corporate is probably what separates me from other comedians and the fact that you will not find me or you will rare, very rarely find me in comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, I was hired for a corporate event. Uh, somebody saw me at a club and said, would you like to come down and uh, we're having a, um, a sales kickoff? And uh, would you like to come down and and, uh, uh, and entertain our people? And um, I did it and I thoroughly enjoyed myself and it seemed like the audience did as well. And I thought this is really a nice, uh, unique niche for me. And uh, I just transitioned my whole uh, act over to working for the corporate environment and then began incorporating a message or messaging into my presentations, which which kind of is what makes me not a comedian and more of a business speaker, because not only do I want to make you laugh, but I want you to go away motivated and excited about working for this particular company or in this particular industry and, and just be excited about the event that you're at. And that's what separates me. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. I introduced you as a corporate stand-up comedian. Is that what after right. you would title yourself? Or like, I think you also have motivational humorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you say, I think when you say comedian, I think a corporate, a corporate booker or a meeting planner kind of in their mind, they get a sense of somebody who stands in front of a brick wall, uh, you know, like at most comedy clubs and and tells jokes at 11 o'clock at night to audiences who are half inebriated. Uh, not that I haven't done that, uh, <laughs> but, but in the corporate world, I don't think that's what they want. Yeah. Um, you've been to enough corporate events working for meetings today and you know, it's, it's different. And, um, yeah. and when you hire me, uh, I want my clients to know that I know the definition and I know what's expected. Yeah. I think that kind of goes into my, my next question, which is like, how does the comedy that you do in your a corporate environment, like your act differ from maybe even what you did as a club comedian? Like what can people expect if they were to hire a corporate standard comedian? Right. I, I, for me anyway, they can expect to laugh about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's their their company, their industry, um, what they're working on right now, uh, the whole the whole show is not about that. I can't write a customized show for every client, but I can. But I research. I get on your website. I talk to the executives uh, at the company. I find out what's what's happened that's good, what's happened that's not so good, and I just try to then create a very positive. Uh, experience for them, which kind of gives them a, a break from, because meetings are very serious, we know, and that's why they have them. You have serious messaging that you have to get out, but I don't think you have to do that for the entire duration of the meeting. I've always said that a little comedic relief and just give people a chance to enjoy themselves and enjoy the fact that the company they work for chose to include humor um, yeah. is, is huge, uh, especially now. 
So uh, that is, and and so, and then once I get on stage, when you talk about the kind of material I do, I mean, I, I try to get in, into their minds. I mean, I, I just, before I got on the line with you, I was writing a bunch of jokes about LinkedIn. Uh, and, um, you know, could I do that in a club? Maybe. Famous, but, famously humorous LinkedIn. Uh, yes, exactly. I, I, you know, how about how I'm yeah. a, I'm a comedian, but on LinkedIn, I'm a, I'm a purveyor of comedic insight, task mm. stimulating humorous emotions. Because <laughs> that's what everybody on LinkedIn does. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, yeah. And I think, yeah, it, it's it's so interesting because like uh, you mentioned that you kind of, uh, I think when I interviewed you last uh, summer, you mentioned that you kind of poke fun sometimes at the company that you're at. And I think some people sometimes can be a little bit weary of that. Like, oh, I don't want some guy coming up here and like, you know, roasting my company in front of all my employees. So can you go into a little bit more specifics about how you do it? Because I, I know you do do it in a very careful way, in a very playful way. Do you yeah. need some examples of, of that? It's a great, yeah, that's a great question. And I, that's one of the reasons about, um, about working with the, uh, the organization beforehand and mm -hmm. kind of seeing what they want and what to stay away from. I believe everybody can laugh at themselves. And I think a lot of employees in my audiences want to do that and maybe are afraid a little bit or just don't think it's appropriate. But if a guy from the outside comes in, and and says it then it's different and i also and, and i've said this a lot in interviews and so forth but i i believe it's true i think there's a very fine line um between having fun with an organization and as you said uh mocking them or belittling them or or making it sound like what they do is not meaningful uh that's what you don't want to do and i've seen comedians some of whom get hired from comedy clubs or maybe they were seen on TikTok or something like that. And a company reaches out to them and says, hey, you know, why don't you come down? And they don't understand that. And that's where problems arise. And um, that's something you're not going to find with me. And if, if that means uh, that I have to uh, talk to you about my material beforehand or show you as the client the PowerPoint that I'm going to deliver yeah. As part of my presentation, I'm more than happy to do that because comfortability is huge. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are kind of interested maybe in having a corporate comedian at their event, but they also maybe don't know what to look for. Because I think there is a big difference between a club comedian and then coming in and like, you know, talking about inappropriate topics or, you know, making people in the room uncomfortable. So what, whether people want to hire you or another corporate stand-up comedian, obviously everyone should hire Greg Schwimm. I was going to say, there are no other corporate stand-up comedians. Yeah. Don't even think about that. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what should people look for to help kind of differentiate between like a quote-unquote hack comedian and like someone who like knows what they're doing and will do well at yeah. Well, you know, the great thing about, you know, the, the great thing about social media and YouTube and so forth is it's a great place to vet mm. um, a potential speaker of any kind. And I think that, you know, one thing I always say is if, if you're going to be hired by a corporate event for a corporate event, a corporate booker has to see you in a corporate setting. Uh, that means they, so if you see a, if you're looking at a potential comedian and all you see is club work, um, maybe then you say to yourself, funny, but, doesn't have the experience that I'm looking for. Um, I'm very cognizant on social media of putting up clips that I think are going to speak to that that corporate booker. Um, I want them to see me at a corporate event. If if it if it's something that's a black tie event, I want to make sure that I have a clip of me in in a black tie, um, something like that. But not 
not dealing with uh, um, bachelorette parties in the front row because there are no bachelorette parties at corporate <laughs> events. So why would I put a material about me going toe to toe with a bachelorette party? Yeah, interesting. And I, I guess also like, you know, for any stand-up comedians who might be listening to this as well, you know, the millions that we have in our audience, yes. um, you know, <laughs> how, how, how would you recommend that they kind of break into being a, a corporate stand-up comedian? Like what does the transition look like for you also transitioning from club work to more maybe sanitized or safer corporate uh, material? Yeah, I think you have to get that video. You have to get that corporate video and not 30 seconds. Um, you know, your, your, your viral TikTok video is great, but you, you got to be able to show a client that you can be up there for 45 minutes. Uh, most of my presentations that I get hired for are between 45 and 60 minutes. Now mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, uh, clients want to see 60 minutes, but they need to see enough yeah. where they feel comfortable. Like, okay, this guy gets it. He's been in and 30 seconds is not enough. So um, I'm, you know, my demo videos and things like that are, have always been in like the six to eight minute range. Some people say that's too long now, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, the, the less time you spend doing your homework, the more likely you might run into issues in hiring somebody that really maybe should have been vetted a little bit more. Mm. And I think that that might go along with event budget as well, because everyone's looking to save money as well on, on events and hiring corporate speakers. Do you notice that, you know, kind of the if if you were uh, to try to save money on a speaker, would you maybe get less of a, a quality assurance in that? Case? Absolutely. You know, it's the old adage, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, what I when we talk about budgets and so forth, if, if it comes down to it with a client, what I might say is. You know, when this is over, you can you can go hire the guy that you saw in the club or you called the comedy club and they recommended somebody or, you know, the guy of sales and marketing's brother is a comedian. You can do that. But if that doesn't go well, that comedian is going to take his money and leave mm -hmm. and never see you again. And you, the event planner, you, the booker are going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to face the fallout of why did you hire this guy? Yes. What happened? What were you thinking? And, um, you know, I, I don't like to really use that example because it seems like kind of an ultimatum. But if you want your event to go well, I think you have to look at experience and somebody who's who's been in the trenches and, and knows uh, knows the audience. Yeah. And I think also some some people might be uh, some event planners might be thinking, oh, why should I hire a stand up comedian or a corporate humorist when I could just hire a normal motivational speaker who might be a safer choice? So what are the benefits of a humorist or a comedian over just a standard kind of motivational speaker? You know, I just think it's it's entertaining. I think people love to laugh. People, you can be motivated, but if you can laugh while you're being motivated, You've just upped the game a little bit. And um, and I don't think that people are laughing enough at their jobs and about their jobs. And I think um, particularly since COVID, I think that is true. And um, and I find that sad and something that really 
uh, we we have to stop doing. We have to reintroduce laughter into the workplace, and you can do that. I think it's um I think it's possible. I think people uh, can be entertained without being offended, and um and 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 a lot of that's also become a, an integral part of my messaging. In uh, I've, I've developed a whole new keynote about that. About you know that it's if it's funny, laugh at it and you because you that's your right that's your right to be able to laugh at something it shouldn't be it's only funny if my immediate boss thinks it's funny yeah um and i think also uh i think you 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 mentioned last time as well when when i interviewed you um that when uh, anecdotally a lot of people come away from your sessions uh remembering it uh mm -hmm. you've said that you're you you people usually say that you're a very memorable part uh, of an event. Is that something that clients, uh, that meeting, meeting event planners typically appreciate from you is like, you know, people walk away kind of remembering your, uh, your speech, uh, especially. Um, I, I think memorable and also unexpected. I don't think people come to corporate events, uh, expecting to laugh for 45 minutes or an hour at one session. And, um, I think having uh, a humorous intrigues people. Uh, because it's something that they don't expect. And, um, you know, I, I that's why I, I think, you know, yeah, you can have a motivational speaker and I've seen some very good ones. I've seen some very bad ones. I just like you've seen some good corporate uh, comedians and you've seen some bad ones too. Um, but I think that every meeting planner, their ultimate goal is when the meeting is over, did everybody have a good time? Yeah. Did everybody, did everything go well? And did everybody have a good time? I, I, I'm not a meeting planner, but I would be willing to, to bet that that is the ultimate goal. And I think if people come away and say, not only was this a great meeting and not only did I learn a lot, but I also laughed a lot. I laughed at that guy and that made, he made me see what around me is funny. Yeah. And now I kind of have a different viewpoint of some of the things that we do every day and that I can laugh at them. Yeah, I believe you You mentioned that uh, during our first talk as well, where like not only is one of the benefits of, of kind of humor that people laugh and have a good time, but it can also help people see issues from in their company, either, you know, from a PR perspective or a communications perspective that they may not have noticed internally. It helps to have like a third party to, to look at that. Yeah, an outsider who yeah. really isn't vested in the organization. And I and I, I say that that sounds negative, but it's very yeah. positive. I mean, to have a guy, it's it's kind of why people hire consultants, I think, is you 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 bring in an outsider to give you a different perspective of what you've been doing for years. And I, I guess I could say I'm a humor consultant in that respect. So mm -hmm. you bring me in and um my goal is to, to say, this is really cool what you do, and I'm fascinated by it. Now explain it to me. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the way I go about writing my material. Is yeah. uh, and, and I think there's a lot of humor to be had in that. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are obsessed with, with data now. Yes. And like, oh, how do I, you know, the numbers say this or the, the number, the data says this. You know, so do, do you think that you provide a, a different glimpse into the company's uh, kind of operations from an outsider's perspective than traditional data or metrics or, you know, traditional consulting companies? Very much so. Very much so. Because I mean, and you know why? It's just comedians' minds work differently. 
Mm-hmm. We, we do. I can't really explain that, but we just, we look at things differently. And when we look at them, we process it differently and then we say it differently. And um, that's what you're not going to get from, you know, your straight laced consultant. Yeah. All right. And I think uh, the kind of what I want to wrap up with as well is uh, we're also, a lot of people are looking to like the future of the means and events industry, especially now with like, you know, AI and stuff. Yeah. I believe some some events have had AI speakers and stuff. Oh, please but, do not mention that word. Yeah. <laughs> like, what what do you think that you offer that maybe AI can't offer? Like, if somebody was like, why why would I hire Greg Schwinn when I could just you know hire this computer to talk in my audience for forty five minutes? You know, because uh, a, a, a computer can't observe. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it, it, that's basically it. a computer can't do that. And, you know, that's not saying a computer can't write a funny joke or something, but it's uh, a computer cannot deliver, you know, that face to face insight that is so important now. And again, going back to COVID, it's what we've been lacking in. And I think that's why the meetings industry has rebounded as well as it has, yeah. because I, I think Virtual was great and virtual is still great for a lot of things, but I think you've seen it. I know you've written about it. I've seen the data about it. And I just think that we missed face-to-face. We missed getting to know one another and getting reacquainted and bitching about our common problems in a fun atmosphere and uh, and learning from one another. And I'm sorry, AI and a computer can't do that. Yeah, I, I noticed the, this is kind of going back off topic a little bit. I noticed that you've done some Zoom uh, stand-up sets or kind of Zoom speaking. How have those? Gone? Must we relive that? But yes, yeah. go ahead. Like, how have those gone? And I, I'm sh- I'm sure I know the answer to this already. <laughs> in person, yeah. but kind of why why in person rather than Zoom, especially when hiring a speaker. You know, right, right. Well, I mean, what I do, I I rely on reaction. You know, a speaker, a, a, a general speaker, and I met a lot during COVID that were like, I love not traveling. I love it. But those kind of speakers had a very serious message, which was pretty much the same all the time. And I mean, you know, nothing against virtual and Zoom. It kept my business afloat during COVID. But, you know, everybody to a T who I've said, by the way, I've done Zoom comedy has said, Oh my God, that's got to be impossible because uh, <laughs> you're you're making a bunch of boxes laugh. Boxes yeah. who can close their microphone and turn off their camera whenever they darn well feel like it. Yeah. So, uh, and I just think people, you know, I'm sorry, but if you see a comedian in person versus a comedian on your phone, mm. tell me what you're going to like more. Yeah. Tell me what you're you're going to get more out of seeing it live. You know, it's it's kind of like I remember seeing real quick an interview with Jay Leno once, and when he's when somebody asked him why don't you do a Netflix special, mm-hmm. and he said I've always been a believer if if you think I'm funny I will come to you I will come to your city and then you come watch me live. You know I don't want to be trying to entertain you while you sit in your bedroom or your basement and you're watching a two inch screen and I don't want to do that either. So uh, if you want humor, yeah, if you want humor in your event, I will come to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't need a suite. It's also ironic because Jay Leno was on TV for many years and did exactly that. So it's well, kind of yeah, yeah, but that I don't know, but J- yeah. Jay Leno also cut his teeth. I mean, when he wasn't on TV, he was still going out. I mean, Jay Leno still worked the comedy and magic club. Yeah. Every- 
And that's how he got his material. Yeah. To be and he had a live, and I'm sorry, Logan, he also had a live audience while he was doing it. That's true. I didn't have a live audience on Zoom. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I guess also kind of going back to uh, the, the future as well, like what, what do you think, uh, you know, having been a corporate uh, speaker for however many years that you've been doing it, uh, I think it's a lot. A lot. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. What have, what have you noticed are the trends and what are you anticipating for the future of event speaking, corporate, stand-up comedy, like, you know, in, in your niche of the industry, what what have you been noticing and what can we expect? Well, that's in a great question. Well, I think, you know, the, the, the words you hear a lot now is that in the younger generations, in the Gen Z and the Gen Alpha and so forth, is that work should be fun. Okay. Work should be fun. It shouldn't be just work. You want to go and you want to, you want to, say to myself, okay, granted, you have to work and you have deadlines and you have things, but you want to come away at the end of the day saying, this is, this is a fun place to work. It's all about experiences. Uh, you hear that word a lot. But I think laughing falls into both of those categories, obviously fun. And you have a, a, a funny guy. That's an experience, I think, because as we went back to saying, it's not something you expect at a corporate event. So I believe that companies... I mean, it's it's a little difficult because we're also balancing the need to have fun with the the the, the culture and you know the the cancel culture and things like that. So the the two sides are kind of butting heads right here, but I do believe that the need to have fun is winning out. Um, it's a slow process, and it's one that I have to convince people of, and I'm happy to do that. And I'm happy to make them feel comfortable and say, you know what, people are going to go away and nobody's going to be upset. Um, I take a lot of pride in that. And if people are upset, that that upsets me. Yeah, I think if anybody would know that experiences matter above anything else, it is meaning in event planners. Yes, uh, exactly. they, they, they should recognize always a crisis. <laughs> yeah, they should recognize that experiences and in-person experiences are the most kind of invaluable thing. Mm -hmm. that you can offer that you can yeah. offer people definitely oh yeah all right well that's i think that's gonna do it for us uh thanks right. so much to to greg schwem where can people find you uh if they want to maybe hire you or look at some of your clips yes kind of yes i mean the best way is i mean obviously greg schwem.com my website and also get on my youtube channel get on you know youtube.com forward slash greg i'm greg schwem on everything i'm social <laughs> media i'm not gonna uh, you know i'm not the funny corporate guy or something just find me at greg schwem and and watch just watch what i do don't just read about what i do watch what i do and if it's something that you're interested in um i'd love to talk to you all right well thanks so much greg schwem for for taking the time today my pleasure thank you logan thanks mm -hmm.